It is Saturday, July 30th of 2022. This is Devin Song Reviews. My name is Devin. I'm an independent musician. Home recording is something that a lot of independent musicians are able to do on their own now, and it doesn't cost as much as it used to. I built my home studio, but you don't have to have a home studio to record music, but you still, as an independent musician, have to do so many things. So you write your music, you record it, you have to produce it, you have to mix it and master it and release it and promote it. So what I'm trying to do with Devin Song Reviews is I'm trying to give other independent musicians a platform for their music to be heard by others that may not have heard it otherwise. But in addition to that, when you submit your music for review, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it a listen here live on the show, give you my thoughts on what I like about it, what I think you could work on, the three main categories that I sort of work with, songwriting, so lyrics and how well the song is put together. Instrumentation is going to be how well can you play your instrument? How well did the instruments come together? to make the song and then I also listen and, and give some critiques on mixing and mastering of the music when I talk about these critiques I'm really sticking to basic principles that really just applies to all genres so it's nothing super specific just those basic principles that will help you polish up the way that your music sounds so that more people will want to listen to your music if you're an independent musician and you want to have your music reviewed live on the show what you have to do is you have to go to the link tree that's in my bio you will see a submission form there. You fill that out. I get it through an email. I listen to about 30 seconds of each submission that comes through and make a decision on if it's a good fit for the show or not. I can't do everybody. What I found out is I can get to about six, maybe seven reviews per episode of the show. I don't want to rush through it because I want to actually give a good critique and give you something to work with. So I try to spend a little bit more time and do this the right way. This is a weekly show. So every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. Central Time, you can tune in to TikTok and hang out with us and get to listen to a lot of new music. I'm going to start off with one of the submissions from one of the artists that hung out with us a couple of weeks ago on the last show. The artist's name is Space Kid, and that is with two Ds. This song is called Losing My Mind. Let's check it out. I feel like this is a pretty cool intro. It's kind of swelling in, starting soft. I have a feeling it's not going to stay soft. Good timing on bringing that beat in. Slightly heavy on the bass. Yeah, it's a little too much on the bass. I think that's gonna it's gonna rattle some headphones and some speakers. That's probably what he's going for. Okay, so now that that hi hat has dropped out, I can hear the vocals a lot uh, clearly, a lot clearer. So I think that hi hat is a little too high. Too too high high hat. I'ma go insane, yeah. Put my demons in the grave, yeah. I can't be this slave, yeah. Clouds over my brain, yeah. I've been smoking this chain, yeah. So it's always nice about this this style of music. If you listen to the instruments that are in the background that just dropped out, um, there, that's always those layers that are being added. 
that just make the song sound more uh, produced. And uh, it definitely makes the song feel bigger. But there's usually some sort of melody uh, from a guitar or a piano or something with this style of music that you can kind of catch on to. So if you listen to that in the background, you've got that going on. There's actually a couple of elements. So one of the issues I have with this uh, style of music, again, this is genre specific in this case, but um, there's just not a whole lot of uh, inflection going on in the vocals. It's just very, very even. I mean, it feels good. Rhythmically, the vocals are right on. a nice fade out to uh to soften up the way it went out kind of the way it went in yeah great song that is a uh, space kid with two d's uh that is a song called losing my mind definitely a really cool vibe to that song with that style of music you're gonna have heavy bass obviously that's a big focus of bedroom pop or whatever you want to call this pop rap genres are fluid i don't know i don't even know what to call stuff anymore the issue you're gonna run into is you want a lot of bass but you can't have it all in that case i think there was too much when your low end gets too heavy it causes Causes that clipping sound and it's just not something you want you want a very clean low-end sound you do have to be very careful about that there was times there where my headphones were vibrating a little too much which just means that when you put that on some Bluetooth speaker or something in those cases where you have like a Bluetooth speaker or not just the ideal listening situation I feel like that low end is really gonna be problematic now the song itself was really good I mentioned there that the rhythmic nature of the lyrics was really really nice there just wasn't much movement with the vocals it was just straight on got a little monotonous for me you want to have some dynamics and we did started out kind of soft built up I knew that beat was coming in and it did and it felt good when it did I like the soft ending fade out and then there was those areas of the song where everything that was in the background going on to make the song bigger fell out and it really focused you on what was going on in those moments. The hi-hats sounded too out front. The times when the hi-hat was going, the vocals got pushed back. But you get that final mix going, you're, you're typically going to listen to the louder parts where all of the instruments are going at the same time. And I think if you did that enough, you probably would have heard that the vocals were getting pushed back in some of those moments. But hey, the song was great. I enjoyed it. I hope everybody did as well. I think there's something that everybody can work on. And I think I covered a couple of 
of things that I think could just take a song like that to the next level and just polish it up to give it a more produced professional sound. So the next one up today is from artist Joe Vavona. His song that he submitted is called Spellbound. Here we go. Magic. Kind of a funky little loop coming in. Okay, so Joe is going to be a little bit poppier. I get I get Michael Jackson vibes right away. Got some horns going too. Yeah, this is like this. This makes me feel '90s pop with like the really funky bass line that we're focusing on with those vocals. We've got a lot of backup vocals and harmonies happening. I think that palm muted guitar is is a little too high. There's probably a little too much delay on the vocals during the verses. Good idea is to automate that to where it's heavier on the choruses uh, than the verses. Okay, strong bass line, but that strong bass is drowning out the kick of the drum set. Mm, come on now. Yeah, there's, there's something weird going on with that uh, with the effects on the vocal I feel like the reverb is too heavy or something and we have so many vocals that sound like they've been uh, they've gone through pitch correction that it almost sounds too electronic. That's what I keep hearing is when a lot of those harmonies come in, it's like it's almost too perfect. Awesome, awesome song. So again, that is Joe Vavona with the song called Spellbound. Awesome, like straight up pop music. Felt really good. Vocals are fantastic. I love that 
like early nineties pop or you know, really nineties pop where the bass was just the king. <laughs> the bass guitarist was the king for a little while. And that was a funky bass line. Sounded great, but it got in the way of the kick a little bit, which we talk about that a lot. You're typically going to have competing frequencies with your kick drum and your bass guitar. We wanted the bass guitar to be part of the focus because it brings that funk into that pop song. Unfortunately, when you do that, sometimes you lose your kick and we can't do that because your kick is going to be uh, part of the energy that it brings. It was a very energetic song nonetheless, but pop is, is all about energy. I wonder how many tracks there were for vocals because it was probably a lot. It's great to hear all those harmonies and those backups coming together. It makes it sound super big. The problem you run into with that, you can't make every harmony and every backup a focal point because what I heard was every single vocal was pitch corrected and on certain notes it sounded like you were just playing fake vocals on a keyboard and making chords with it. It was fine. I, I'm being super picky, but that's what I heard was a little too much perfection on the amount of harmonies and backups coming together and just gave it an electronic sound that felt unnatural. It's okay to ease off of the pitch correction a little bit. Be careful with that. Doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, perfection can can stand out in a bad way. Song was great. Absolutely loved it. Loved the horn solo that came in there. The uh, palm muted guitar sounded a little loud in parts. I feel like I say that almost every time I hear rhythm guitars these days. Songwriting wise, felt really good. Great pop song. I think instrumentation wise, instruments were absolutely fantastic. So most of my critique has been on the mix of the song. I just think there's some things that can be polished up there, but super poppy, super fun to listen to, and I really enjoyed it. So the Elder Emo Hours said, this is a vibe. It reminds me of Oliver and Company. Very, very Vinny said, love these harmonies. Rain Makes Music said, this is crazy. And then goes on to say, not my type of music, but definitely haven't heard anything new that has this sound. I think there's a lot of music that is making a comeback these days. And I think part of the reason why is a lot of the people like myself that grew up with some of this music, we now have the ability to create that music and put it out on the internet for very low cost. We are able to create the music that we grew up on. And so I think you're going to hear a lot of that stuff that you grew up on come back if you know where to look for it. Just because there's so much stuff out there, you just got to know where to find it which is part of the reason I do this show is because I want to give people an opportunity to be found. I want you guys to enjoy discovering new music just the, the same way that I am. Very, very Vinny also went on to say that was dope. Again, that was Joe Vavona with Spellbound. I think I caught Joe, I think last night was doing song reviews. So I don't know if that's something that he does on the regular or what. Go check out Joe Vavona because maybe you can get your music on another show as well. The next one up is by Messiah Da God with a song called Wounded Dad. Let's check this out. So we got a little guitar melody that's uh, setting the table. I like that sound already. It's a great tone. Scared me a little bit. So I feel like we lost the melody of the guitar instantly when all this came in. Yeah. 
So some of those ad libs are, it sounds like the volume is up too high on it. It's almost a little distracting. I mean, it's pretty obvious that um, the the instrumentation is all electronic. It, it, it feels very digital, um, just kind of basic on as far as the uh, the beat goes. So there's a little bit of the guitar coming back through, but I feel like we lost it, especially when he's when he's singing, rapping. And a fun fade out. Fade out two of two for the day. Okay, so that was Messiah to God with Wounded Dad. Not a whole lot to go over there with the two-minute song. So let's talk about the songwriting. I think the, the lyrics came through. I think they sound pretty good. I like the tone of his voice. It scared me a little bit, to be honest with you. But I like the fact that he's kind of bringing this tone of like, uh, there's energy in it. You know what I mean? Like, so the last song where everything was just very even, this was pretty exciting. Like he had something he wanted to say. Instrumentation, it felt very digital, too clean, kind of stale. It was very basic. It's just one of those things that sounds like I could probably go find that on Apple Loops right now. Not a huge fan of what I was hearing with the digital instruments there. It sounded good, but it also sounded just very generic. There wasn't really anything that changed throughout that two minute song to make it more interesting. And then as far as the mix, it was pretty good. When we started out with that guitar melody should have set the table and should have been the theme of the song. We lost that like the second everything else came in it was so loud when everything came in together that's why i was like it kind of scared me a little bit because i was like whoa that came in right away and that was really loud and then we lost that melody that's pretty common in this style of music to carry the theme of the song along so it came in a few times but i feel like it got lost and therefore we lost the melody the thing that our, our minds can cling on to to feel good about the song so it just became all about the instruments and the vocals and you know kind of mention how i feel about the the instruments. I think the song was cool. It just, it probably could have been longer. I think we needed some more dynamics to, to go along with the song. I, it just really didn't move anywhere for me, but I was excited the way that his vocals came through. I think that was the best part. So I think we just need to work on the mix a little bit, pay attention to where your instruments are. The ad libs that came in were kind of distracting at times. These are just things that you got to work on. You got to continue to practice and and you'll be fine. Okay. So Sinclair said, it's not my style, but I like it. I am dichotomy said such thorough review dang yeah i appreciate that this is this is why i don't rush through i think everybody deserves a thorough review because your friends and family can say oh yeah i love that song everything sounds great they're not helping you move forward they're not helping you grow i'm not picking apart things to put anybody down but i'm gonna pick apart things so that you can get better because somebody's got to tell you next up today is an artist called Babel and a song called headlights Let's give it a listen. Hmm. 
really nice intro. So same thing as the last song. Everything came in and we lost we lost that little intro. Hmm. I can't hit that dude. Love the vocals. My mind is stuck in Kelly. I got love up in Toronto. Only till I'm home. I just need a break. Tell me that I'm wrong. I just need a break. Don't tell me that it's easy to leave me. When it's hard, don't you dodge. Don't you leave me. Caught up in the It's a really good use of uh, that tell of the reverb sounds really, really good. Like is everything is just quiet enough to where you can really hear that tail off. It doesn't sound like it has too much low end, but I think it could have been uh, high pass filtered as well. So once again, we have a, you know, we have a beat that's not overly exciting. Did y'all hear how well that reverb tails off? I like that. We have stuff going on in the background. I think it's too far in the background. There's a lot of space right here in between lyrics where you could you could put something there. See like right there, there's so much room. Like even if you took a guitar or a synth or something and kind of matched the melody of the of the vocals and just like mirrored it as it does it it would be so cool okay so we kind of uh we we bookcase or bookend the intro and the outro with that guitar okay so that is Babel with headlights whatever you bring in in the intro is supposed to set the stage for the song. Your chorus or your hook is supposed to be like the resolution to whatever you're talking about in the verses. And you know, it's supposed to be the big parts and the verses are supposed to tell the story. Your intro sets the stage. So the issue with this is you set the stage for something that didn't take place. The intro and outro, I don't feel like was very cohesive with the, the rest of the song. I think there was a lot of space in between those lyrics where 
where you could have used that guitar to be your layers, maybe mimic the melody of the vocals or mirror them, repeat them. There's just a lot of things that you could have done with the uh, the instruments that were used in the intro and outro. The dude can obviously belt it. Great voice, great use of reverb tell, the way that it delays. It felt good. Obviously knew what he was doing with that. I just think there was a lot of space for more layers. Harmony sounded good. Definitely the vocals were the best part. The instrumentation, again, was a little generic. I'll talk about this anytime I hear those, uh, those snaps or claps from an electronic situation or a digital situation, MIDI, whatever you want to call it. It's all semantics. But if you're going to do snaps, you're going to do claps in your song, why not just record those on a microphone? It would sound so much cooler than just the fake flat you know, I press a button and made that sound. I promise you, if, you, if you're gonna have snaps or claps, just do them organically. Just record them with a microphone. It takes a $100 microphone to do it. That's how Billie Eilish did her stuff, is like a bunch of snaps and claps together and then just mix them together. So it can be done and it's super simple and it will make a difference, I promise you. But the song itself was really good. I think there's some potential there to uh, just make it even better than it was, but I really did enjoy that. The vocals were freaking awesome. The music sounded good. I just, I wanted, some more of that intro guitar to be commonplace throughout the song and it just wasn't and it just left a lot of space there's just a lot of opportunity there to do more and make that song even bigger but look Babel may have wanted it to stay on the back end. Maybe he wanted that to be a little bit more relaxed than up front. Again, I'm just giving some basic principles on what will kind of appease more people. So artistically, do whatever you want. I think the mix itself sounded pretty good, except for the issue with losing that, that melody guitar. There wasn't anything that was really wrong. It was just a little frustrating for me because I wanted to hear more of that melody and there was just a lot of opportunity and a lot of space that was ready to be filled and it just didn't happen um, but great song from Babel the song is called headlights every song that you're listening to today and every song that has ever been on Devon song reviews is on one of five playlist uh, Spotify playlist that is available in the link tree in my bio the next one is from James Anthony and that is James with a Z James Anthony with a song called ready <laughs> Very intrigued with uh, with the spacing that I'm hearing right now. This is cool. There's a lot of stuff going on um, panning wise. Listening space seems really big. that instrument is that they're using as like the snare but it's it's really become the focus it's way up front it doesn't quite match the other rhythmic parts now it does i don't know what happened there 
Now it's back. I'm getting really confused on what uh, what vocals I'm supposed to listen to. James Anthony with Ready. Yeah, very interesting song. Um, I was very intrigued and really enjoying the way that the listening space was being filled up. Just from the very beginning, it felt like stuff was panned in a way that I could almost hear it behind me. And then the song came in with, with some more stuff in the front. So really great use of some of that. But I think we overdid it. I think there's a point where if you're not filling up the space, like it's great to fill up the space, but if you don't fill it up very, very intentionally, it does tend to just become noise. What lyrics am I listening to or what vocals am I supposed to pay attention to? There was like a main vocal and then there was one that had like a vocoder on it or they were using formant where they were making the uh, the voice sound like this low digital voice. And so there was one of those, there was a main vocal, there was like two different ad lib vocals happening. It was kind of cool how it was, it was moving around the space. I think it was a little overdone though. It was hard to focus on anything. Again, whatever that instrument is that was taking the place of the snare, I don't know exactly what it was. It sounded like a wood block or something there were parts of the song where it was so far up front that it was the loudest instrument and it was like everything else was so far behind it either that was turned up too loud or maybe during the course of a rough mix it sounded fine and then you start panning everything around and then that kind of got pushed up the center and all of a sudden it sounds louder than everything else which again is called perceived volume i talk about perceived volume a lot and that is essentially where stuff right up the middle is going to sound louder if you don't make adjustments after you start doing your panning definitely like to uh to do my rough mix before anything's panned get general levels in place as you go in and start panning things into the listening space you're gonna have to make adjustments as you move forward but it's always good to put everything up the center essentially mixing in mono first so that if it was coming through a Bluetooth speaker that you know it's going to sound pretty good. But then as you go to pan stuff, you just have to be careful that the stuff that's left up the center isn't just completely overtaking the stuff that you've panned. That may be one of the things that happened there. So if that was the case, uh, Mr. James Anthony, pay attention to that next time you are mixing. But the song was great. It was a little short. I think that's the biggest critique I have is just a lot going on in the listening space. I think it was a little overdone, but it was all right. All right, let's see. Devin with two V's, Blockman said easy. Zzzz. Not sure. J.R. Sosa back again said it got got a little boring fast. They were pulling the snare back on the chorus. All right, so Vinny Markey was hanging out with us a couple of weeks ago. Submitted this song. Vinny, thank you for being here, man. It's It's been great. You've been here since uh, the beginning of today's show as well, I believe. So I appreciate you being a part of what we're doing here. So this is Vinny Markey with a song called Poser. Come on, let's dance, y'all. Love it. Vinny, this is dope. Love the way, love the way. 
Yo, do you, do you hear this? This is awesome. It's got like that that 80s pop vibe to it, but then it's like like sounds very new. Like you just you've just Vinny, you have just refreshed the genre of 80s pop. I love your vocals. That's a cool. That's a cool timing right there. I like these effects you're using right now. Here comes the build up. I see what you did there. Good job, Benny. It's over so soon. Okay, that is uh, Vinny Markey with Poser. And Vinny is here in the chat. Username is very, very Vinny. So if you like that, he's here. Go follow, go support. That was cool. That was really cool. That was like you took 80s pop and you refreshed it. You made it sound like something new, which is a really unique thing to do. Your vocals sound awesome. I feel like your vocals could work in a number of different genres. The one thing that I would have wanted to hear is I think you could add some more layers. It doesn't have to be super loud in the main focus but I think if you brought in some some guitars in there with that I think it would have just sounded bigger and I think you would have been able to differentiate your your hook from your verses a little bit more than it was the rhythm was pretty consistent throughout if the 80s pop thing is what you're going for you nailed it dynamically I think there's still some opportunity there but the way that you kind of dropped everything out you built it back up took it away from me for like a, a half beat and then you brought it back in so you did just enough to change up everything to where it didn't get dynamically stale. I just think some added layers would have just made some of those parts even bigger. If I got my hands on that production, I would have just added a few more layers to it, but it was awesome. It was awesome to dance to. I don't dance very often and I was, I felt like I was dancing a little bit to that. So you did a great job. If you can get Devin to dance, you've done a great job with your song. But Vinny, your, your vocals are great. The song is great. The songwriting wise, I think you nailed it. Instrumentation wise, I think you did great with that. I think I would have just wanted to hear some more instrumentation. I love organic instruments. So if there's an opportunity for them to be in there, it brings a more natural artistic style to the table that I really like. And mix wise, I think you did a great job. There wasn't anything that was super out of where it needs to be. So I think, I think you nailed it, man. I think this was a great song. I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to listen to it and review it right here on Devin song reviews. Sinclair says, this is super catchy. And it was very catchy. Hooked me in from the very beginning. So you did a great job of using your intro. The elder emo hour said major,
Major Kid Leroy vibes. It's so catchy. Daniel Bruman said something in another language. Not sure what. H2B Edits said, great voice, Vinny. Sinclair went on to say, I liked that, exclamation point. So that's good. All right. And then Very Very Vinny said, uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And then H2B Edits, you should definitely add a bass line to the beat. Was it missing a bass line? Bass line's there. Yeah, baseline's there. I didn't think it was missing a baseline. The baseline was there. I think um, what you're used to hearing is just like having a rhythm guitar to go along with it. That was part of the critique that I gave is I just feel like we were missing some sort of layer. For me, it would have been guitar because I'm a rhythm guitarist and uh, that's, boy, I would love to add guitar to that. But it doesn't have to be guitar. It could be a number of things. But I feel like it was just missing some extra layer that just would have made it feel a little bit bigger. Before we have our musician spotlight, this is the Q&A portion of Devin Song Reviews Live. So, so H2B Edits says, how many songs do you know on the ukulele? Anytime I play the ukulele, I just have to look up chord charts. I can play it if I can just see like what I need to play. Just being a guitarist, it's a pretty easy transition to go over there and pick that up and, and play some songs. So I'm not a master of it by any means. I think the one thing that I learned and spent some time on was, what was that that Billie Eilish song that was real popular for a while? A bad Guy. Bad Guy was the song. So I learned how to play Bad Guy by Billie Eilish on the on the ukulele just for, for kicks and giggles. So to answer your question, question. I probably know zero songs. If I can just see where my fingers need to be, I can play. I can do pretty much anything. It's pretty easy. All right. I'm Falls says, how did you first get into music? When I really started caring about music was around the time of Blink-182's Enema of the State CD, which was released in 99, I think. That was one of the things that really caught my attention because it brought this whole new idea of what music was. Music was fun. I grew up on like soft rock, you know, like Mariah Carey and Elton John and stuff like that. I got soft pop growing up and I do love that stuff because that's what I grew up on. But when I started hearing these pop punk bands and watching MTV, you know, as a kid and, and watching these just energetic shows and this this whole lifestyle of like skating and, and beach vibes and like I don't know it took on a whole new life for me at that point and that is when I had to go get my hands on a guitar and the first thing I ever played on guitar was the intro to Adam's song by Blink-182 and the rest is history I could never put it down after that so I really got into music around that time and it's still like it's some of my favorite music I just I always say like I never left like 2004, 2005. There's so much music to love and, and I find a new love for music every day, especially doing this. I've gotten to hear so much new music that I wouldn't have heard otherwise. I'm ecstatic that I even get to do this. I love music and, and that's about the time it started. It was probably around 99. Sinclair asked, top three favorite musicians, but you're not allowed to answer anyone from Blink. <laughs> okay, so we're talking musicians, not bands, I guess is what you're saying. And none of them can be from Blink. Chris Caraba from uh, Dashboard would be one of those, I guess. I've got to include Ryan Dunson from Rookie of the Year. He's a good bud of mine. Seeing what he's done throughout the years has is, is been really good to see. Third, I would have to go with Let's go with Chester. I think Chester had a big influence on on me musically. Same thing with Chris. Same thing with Ryan. I think those three people definitely had a major influence on me musically. Those are probably top three. Luke is here. Let's move over to probably my favorite part of every Saturday, and that is the Musician Spotlight here on Devon Song Reviews. Today, uh, we have the 
awesome pleasure of welcoming Luke Bodine is a solo artist that is putting out pop punk music and doing a great job of it. If you take a, take a listen to some of that discography, um, you're really going to like what you hear. Apparently has, has recently moved to Nashville, which a lot of musicians are doing to pursue their dreams of being a musician and chasing those dreams down. I like what you're putting out. Before Luke comes on here for the interview, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you Luke's brand new song that was just released called DOA. And then uh, Luke's going to hop on and we're going to have a conversation. So here is Luke Bodine, new release called DOA. I feel like that dead on arrival just reminds me so much of Fallout Boy. Sinclair is a new fan, and then 12481 is a new fan, got the fire emoji, and Elder Emo Hours, Samet's digging it. It's good stuff, right? Can you promise, promise me we'll be okay when the smoke clears and it all comes to an end, I'll be alright. I'll be waiting with my friends When we find out That the world will wash away Can you promise Promise me we'll be okay When the smoke clears And it all comes to an end I'll be alright I'll be waiting with my friends Can we get our lives back Outside of wondering when This world will crumble
All right. Well, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How are you? Thanks to I'm everybody doing fantastic. in the chat for the kind words on the song. Oh, absolutely. I'm really impressed with what I've I've heard from you so far and figured I'd reach out to you and see if I could get you on the show. And, you know, you ignored me for, what, about six weeks? <laughs> I, I didn't even see it. That's funny because it was, it was in a comment somewhere. And then I saw it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I checked out the channel and I was like, oh, this is like really solid stuff. I'm definitely going to have to get back to him. <laughs> right on. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm messing with you i know i know stuff gets uh stuff gets buried but uh saw you popping up on my for you page a lot tailspin was going all over the place and i was like this Hell is yeah. a dope song really loving what you're putting out there so yeah it's super cool this is my first like interview about my music you know that's been the case for a few people that have been on the show when you are rich and famous don't forget this guy <laughs> number one number one right number here one, man. <laughs> all right luke why don't you take a minute and just introduce yourself to everybody watching and listening my name is luke bodine i am an independent pop punk musician i'm originally from monticello illinois but i have lived in nashville for the last six years now i went to school at belmont down there and um, for a few years and then just stuck around love the community there as far as my music like i said it's pop punk definitely pulls the nostalgia feels from like the early 2000s thousands definitely mixing it in with the newer era of pop punk that's coming up what made you decide that Nashville was the place to go? School initially, I went to Belmont for audio engineering and I was like, I want to do music. How do I make money off of this? This is before I <laughs> before I had really put any music out. I had put my first EP out, which was just a lot of covers and then one original song. I was like, how can I do music and make money? So I was like, oh, audio, let's go with that. And then grades happened and I was like, maybe audio isn't the way I need to go with this. <laughs> but stuck around with Nashville, made some great friends. And I just think that it's the best place for me to pursue my music. It's popping off with pop punk right now. And it's, it's a super cool community to be in. You are a solo artist, correct? Like mm -hmm. you don't have a band behind you. I um, do not. So what is your process for recording and, and when you perform? I am super lucky. I work with a producer named Luke Oxendale. He's worked with a couple bigger bands like In Her Own Words, Sunrise Skater Kids. He did a couple songs for them, but he's one of my best friends in Nashville. And luckily we work super well together. So a lot of it is I'll bring very basic acoustic versions of songs to him or just riffs or whatever. We usually knock it out together. I always joke that I can't play guitar, but I, I can track guitar well enough. And then he kills it with the rest of the production. A lot of the stuff from this new EP that I just released, well, all of it was recorded with him. If you if you go through the credits on all of it, it's Luke Bodine, Luke Oxendale, Luke Bodine, Luke Oxendale. So, and then as far as the live stuff goes, I'm super lucky to have a lot of friends that are musicians, and a lot of them are just like, "Hey, I really enjoy your music, and I want to help you and support." So, as of right now, it's just been friends that have been filling in, hoping to get a little more of a solid backing band going. But as of right now, it's just the homies hanging out, <laughs> jamming. Really, we talked to. Mark with 408 a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. His story was pretty similar. He's like, it was an online project, did it online with different people. And then my buddies would step in when I, when we had live shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And just over time, um, it developed into the band it is now. So do you have any aspirations of, of doing sort of something like that? I'm not sure, honestly. I mean, I'm still so fresh. This is the most music I've put out like yesterday, <laughs> the EP coming <laughs> out. So still very fresh. I would love to be in a band. It's just finding those people. A lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the 
the people that do play with me right now have successful things on their own. So I'm like, I can't, I can't pull you guys away from your own projects, stuff like that. But if the right people come around, I would definitely be open to it. As a musician, what are some of the goals that you've set for yourself? Like I was saying about school, I'm just trying to figure out like, how can I make this passion that I've had for my entire life? How can I make money off of this? Ideally, like that's what I want to do with my life. I want to be full-time musician. I just want to be making good music and spreading positivity. Music, especially for me, is a very personal and like emotional and spiritual thing. It can affect your life in a big way, even just hearing a song. So I, I definitely write songs with the intent of wanting to connect with people. Making music right now, like I said, I'm starting off. This is very new to me, getting a lot of music out there. So really trying to bump up listenership right now. Just get my music out there, really. So we just got to get it out to more and more people. You just got to do stuff like this. and Absolutely. It, it'll come with time. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of things you can do with music that doesn't have to be what everybody thinks. And, you know, of yeah. playing on a stage every single night. And, like, there's, there's plenty of other opportunities to make music make a living with still creating music yeah it, it can still be about the art in a different way i think the people that really make money in music now are the ones that their names are in the credits and nobody mm -hmm. knows about. <laughs> yep yeah i love songwriting and would love to do that with more people if that was the way that it would go where i'm just writing with people and making good songs and getting them out either under my name or under other people like i would love to do that you just turned 23 yes correct last week the week before <laughs> yeah I love that you did like the countdown thing, like <laughs> yes. you timed it up perfectly. So tell us, tell us about what you did for those that haven't seen the video. I turned 23. You were talking about Enema of the State earlier. That record came out a month before I was born. And, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Um, so yeah, the album came out a month before I was born and uh, it is one of my biggest influences in my music. And literally since, I was like 12. I've had this idea of like somehow using Nobody Likes You When You're 23 on my birthday. So this year, I believe it was at 11.59.32 seconds. If you start the song then, <laughs> Mark sings Nobody Likes You When You're 23 at midnight. Mm. So I made a video of that. It was super cool. I had to practice it a couple times, but I got it right that time. So I remember listening to that song, you know, I was probably 12 years old or, or whatever. And I remember thinking how 23 sounded so old to me, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the age of 23. That was ridiculous. That was so far in the future mm -hmm. that I'm going to be old by the time I'm 23. So now I always say like that song got it wrong. It's not actually nobody likes you when you're 23. It's legitimately when you turn 30. Everybody hates you. <laughs> like, I don't even weird. like myself anymore. <laughs> it wasn't 23. It was 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 23 seems so young now in the grand yeah. scheme of things. It's like a fart in the wind, man. It's, it's here <laughs> and it's gone. It yeah. just goes so quick, man. 23 is not old at all. You have, yeah. you have a lot of time. The fact that you're 23 years old is really interesting mm. because the pop punk genre itself is sort of making a comeback. But how did you get drawn into the pop punk genre at all? Like I said, Animal of the State is literally a month older than me. So it has been in my life for its entirety. My dad grew me up on so much good music you know i was listening to foo fighters and prince and all that switchfoot is one of my biggest influences one of my all-time favorite bands and they're a little pop punk adjacent with their older stuff they are definitely one of the inspirations that like got me into music just growing up listening to it i remember specifically like my sister taking me to school and having 
and another state playing. And I was like, what is this? What is going on? And like throughout the early 2000s, I always leaned towards like the alternative side of radio. You know, I was listening to All American Rejects, just any any of those bands at the time. It's funny because like in, in high school, Five Seconds of Summer started blowing up. They are definitely more on the poppy side of things, but I was like, ooh, good guitar, fun riffs, little edgier vocals with like the vibe of what I connected with in the early 2000s. And I was like, this is the sound that I enjoy. And through them, ended up just exploring more. And then I found bands like Neck Deep. In high school, Life's Not Out to Get You coming out and that changed my life this sound is what i need and what i want to make that's when i really started diving into pop punk and leaning into like writing my music and trying to push more towards that so it sounds to me like you just had relatives that liked good music and therefore <laughs> yeah. you got to you got to grow up on the stuff that i didn't get to <laughs> Oh yeah, my my dad like for sure is the reason that I'm into all this music. I remember like listening to Jimmy Eat World with him, and the middle is one of the first songs that I learned like all the lyrics to, you know. And I was super proud of that when I was like ten or something like that, you know. When did you start making music? I just looked at this today because I wanted to go back on this new EP. I have a song called Jail Cell, which is the first song that I ever released as a original song. I wrote that seven years ago at this point. That original EP I recorded when I was 17. I had written Sleep Deprived and Jail Cell at that point. So right around 16 is when I started making music myself. I've been playing music since I could like hit on pots and pans and stuff, you know, and I've been singing my whole life. Middle school is when I picked up guitar. Ever since then, I've been trying to write, but really around 17 is when it really started. And then into college is when I started getting more into the pop punk and really starting to find my sound with what I was writing. What is the biggest lesson that you think that you've learned since you started your music journey? I think the biggest lesson would probably be surround yourself with good people. Most of my music wouldn't exist without Luke Oxendale. He's been a huge help and a great friend, but I have a great support group in Nashville between throwing ideas off of each other, having people play with you, you know, stuff like that. I think it's it's very hard to be an island, you know, and surrounding yourself with good people is like paramount for being successful, I think. So have you had a time where you weren't with the right people or did you just feel that way because you just happened to get with the right people? In high school, when I was first starting to write, I had nobody. I was really the only person in my school that listened to pop punk or anything like that. I was that emo kid, you know, yeah, you're the, um, you're the weird emo kid, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I wasn't, I wasn't even that far. Like I said, it was five seconds of summer that like brought it in. It wasn't yeah. anything wild. A lot of my songs, especially then, like were written out of a place of isolation and I didn't have that group of people. And I think like you can obviously hear that in the lyrics and stuff of like Jail Cell. You can also just see the progression of my music and how me coming to Nashville, meeting uh, a lot of people at Belmont, and then meeting my current like friend group has just made my music better and better, whether that be production or writing. You are the people that you hang out with. The people that you make music with can make or break you. Being around good musicians can really up your level good producers you know like like you're talking mm -hmm. about the I'm, I'm gonna call him the other luke uh, <laughs> yeah a lot of bands will agree that the turning point for a lot of these bands is getting with a good producer production is like a whole nother thing that oh, takes yeah. good musicians and then when they get in the studio and they work with a with a good producer it elevates them to greatness 100 percent 
So you've been playing music for about seven years now. It seems like you are you're starting to get some traction recently, I guess. I, mm-hmm. I know I've just hopped onto it recently. So that's when your success starts is when I when I see you. <laughs> Number one, like we said. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Um, so what advice can you give to musicians that are just now starting out? What advice would you give them? I think the biggest thing is really just throw yourself out there. I was very scared to put things out or play shows or anything like that, especially with social media and stuff like that. Like throw anything out there. You don't know what could hit. You don't know what people could find good. Like a lot of these songs on this EP started off as just like little things that I was writing for TikTok. And I was like, I have this melody idea. Let's see what happens. Like DOA, I was writing in my car and just put it on the internet. And it got like, I think it was like 6,000 views or something like that, which was like the biggest any of my original stuff had done. People were like, yeah, let's get more of this. That doesn't happen unless you put yourself out there. Making connections, you have to be able to just be like, hey, I'm starting off. Here's my music. If you like it, would love to hear what you think. I made so many connections like that. And I think that just really putting yourself out there is like the best thing you can do. I think that's great advice. The way that content works these days, you have to have quantity, you have to have quality, and you have to have speed. A lot of people can put out a lot of content, and a lot of people can put out really good content, but the Mm -hmm. the winners are the ones that can get the content out quickly. It's not necessarily the amount, it's not necessarily the quality, has probably more to do with, like you said, just get it out there. Because mm-hmm. you are the content. As a musician, people are going to hear your music, but they're also going to see who you are because of all the content that exists. So you have to get yourself out there. Like you said, there you just have to. If, if you're yeah. kind of timid about it, you just got to go for it. Yeah, even if you're making great music, if nobody's hearing it, nobody's hearing it. You know, like you got to get yourself out there. And sometimes that's the best thing that you can do for yourself. Through doing this, through social media, I found a lot of you guys. Like I found a lot of bands, so much music. This is where I find them now. So I've, you know, gotten to connect with a lot of different bands and stuff like that. Now getting a a chance to connect with you. So what band that you found would you want to go on tour with the most? Mm, It's hard to choose one. Um, I know. This feels like a cop-out answer because I kind of knew them before TikTok, but then now everybody is finding them through TikTok. Games we play. I would love to tour with them. Emmons is a super cool dude. Hopped on the bus real early with his stuff. Now with I Hope You're Happy and stuff like that. He's blowing up. Would love to play shows with him. So what's stopping you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I'm trying. Uh, there's actually, I'm trying to right now. Like I really am trying to get some shows with him in Nashville. It's one of those things is I got to put myself out there more. Uh, <laughs> I really got to be the one pushing you that Take out. your that's, own advice. <laughs> yeah, that's that that touring and playing shows is is the one thing that I really do need to work on that of get myself out there more. Um, I've only played a few shows in Nashville, but I'm really hoping to get some more in the next year. So your homework is to go reach out and be like, we're going on tour together. Are you in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go. So what is it that you're working on now? I know you said you just released your your EP, so I'll let you talk about that. What are you working on? What's next? Tell us about uh, what we can get excited about. Yesterday, I dropped a five-song EP uh, called Out of Focus. I'm super excited about it. I think this is the best music I've put out. I'm, I'm very excited for the world to be hearing it. I'm trying to continue writing. I'll, I'll just say this, that this EP isn't in its final form yet. 
um, trying to work on some more stuff for it, maybe an extended version or pulling it into a full album, something like that. Right now, I'd say promotion is the biggest thing. Like you said, I'm trying to trying to get the songs out there. I did a very quick release with this. It was every two weeks. It was a single, a single, then the EP. So it's going to be a lot of back-end promotion, um, trying to really play the, play the TikTok game and try to get my voice out there. Working with some cool people, got some collaborations in the works, and uh, just trying to keep making music. Don't want to stop now. Are people reaching out to you to collab? Are you open to people reaching out to you to collab? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to work with anybody. I'm trying to reach out to people. Even this last week, um, I had another single come out with somebody I found on TikTok, Michael Tucker. We put out a song together for his album. It's super cool. It came out a few days before my EP, but it was literally a, hey, I really like your stuff. I have a song that I think would be cool in my DMs. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. And he sent me the track and then knocked out a verse for it. It's super cool. If anybody's out there watching and wants me to sing on stuff, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll email you later. Um, <laughs> all right, so at this point, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Man, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you being on here. Because there's something specific you like to say to anybody that's watching or listening to this, you know, just as a closing statement. Well, first off, thank you for having me. Like I said, it's been a super cool first interview and um, getting this experience has been super cool. Number one, let's go. Number one. <laughs> um, I think that music is a very powerful thing. And I want my music to be a source of positivity for people. Um, mental health is a huge thing for me as well. And I hope that anybody listening to my music um, if they're feeling alone or down on themselves or just like they don't have anybody around, they can click that song and feel like uh, somebody knows them and somebody's there for them. So um, it's really just peace, love, positivity, and uh, just trying to get those positive vibes out there with my music. Well, Luke, thank you so much again for being here for your first interview. I know it's not going to be your last. I think you're going to have quite a few of these, and I cannot wait to see your journey and you blowing up and doing some really cool things because you've got it together. I wouldn't have you on the show if I didn't think you were you were up and coming and ready for, for some big things. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for being here. I'm going to go ahead and kick you out, and, uh, and I'll, I'll catch up with you later, okay? Thanks, y'all. Have a good one. Peace. <laughs>